Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. Alex Collins is back with us. He just got back from uh, Arizona. Um, it was a good trip. Yeah. I'm happy to hear he got to float the Salt River, which is one of my favorite activities to do when I was in college. So I'm a little yeah, bit we, we got jealous to see of about that. 20 wild horses just running through the river. It was amazing. <laughs> awesome. We're happy to have you back. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what I think a lot of people hear, but we're going to play both sides. And it's when it comes to the stock market, a lot of times we hear this, well, it's different this time. And so Alex and I are going to play a devil's advocate with one another. But before we dive into that here, Alex, what are we drinking today? Well, so today we're drinking a beer called Damnation, which just feels apropos that damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, so it is a... A Belgian-inspired golden ale from Russian River, which is one of my favorite breweries down in uh, Northern California, uh, clocks in at seven and a half percent. So it's it's got a kick to it. A uh, little bit different from our normal stuff in that it only has twenty nine IBUs. Yeah, I've heard of this one. I've actually never never had this one. Um, from what I've heard, it's a solid uh, solid beer. Alex, what are you thinking there? This is delicious. I love this beer. Um, I enjoy uh, Belgians in general. This is patterned after uh, Duval um, and other strong golden ales. Love uh, Duval. Yep. Yeah. It's, hey, this is just a delicious beer. Yep. Um, so, and it's yes. from Russian River. Russian River makes good beer, so definitely try it out. Absolutely. And like you and I, next time we're together in person, we're going to drink this beer together. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. So, so let's talk about the whole, it's different this time, right? So I'm going to start us off here and I'm going to talk about like what's gone on over the last, we'll call it three years, um, you know, 2020. Um, and it's going to be around, it's different this time, Alex. So I'm going to take the stance of, well, the market's different this time because let's just talk about this from a stamp, standpoint, right? How many, how many times has... A pandemic occurred and that amount of money was thrown into the economy from the United States government. Mix that with the technology technology advances that have occurred with the tech companies, right? AI, right? You've got all these different technology pieces coming out. We, we've never seen this before. We've never seen that amount of money come into the economy at this point. So it's got to be different right now. So that time of type of money in terms of like, the actual nominal dollars and like that technology in terms of AI. Absolutely. However, we have seen this story before we have seen massive pandemics hit the U S and flood of money coming into the system, new technology coming online. Like I'm reminded yeah, but Alex, the pandemic that we experienced, right. That was in the early 1900s with medical advances and everything that, uh, that mm -hmm. has occurred now and the economy that was right. We're a world economy now, right. With world stock market. Like it's, it's yep. still different, Alex. Yes, it is different. And yet the market keeps going the same. What I mean by this is it is almost cliche to say that the most dangerous world words in finance are it's different this time. And the reason why is because the market as a whole experiences new and different things all the time. It is a constant thing, change, 
we live in a world that has too many variables to be able to chart. And so when we say it's different this time, yes, absolutely it's different. And the market still reacts largely the same way. We have yet to have a 15-year window in which the market is down over that time period. There is an exception, and that is Japan from the 90s. Yeah, so let's talk about that because that might be what's on people's mind, right? So what happened to the Japan in the 90s, which let's remind some of our younger folk that maybe don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh massive like boom in the in in the stocks uh over in japan uh aging population uh and tremendous like we wound up yeah, there have been negative interest rates in japan for an uh, negative real interest rates in japan for an exceedingly long time um and it's caused all sorts of issues in their in their economy and their in their culture in their world um they're facing negative birth rates there's there are some significant issues over there and the rest of the world has shrugged and moved on. Yeah, so I'm not going to put up a strong, keep pushing up strong argument. I think most of our listeners are probably going to understand that I'm going to agree with what Alex is saying. While I can, I think the it's different this time is, is true in the fact that, yeah, it's different because right. <laughs> it it should be different. Otherwise we're going to experience the same thing over and over again. That's even crazier. If you look at it from that standpoint, well, if that were the case, the market would not be as efficient as it is. And right. we could look at the history and figure out what to do in the market. We can't, the future is unknowable. And what's great about our stock market is, especially nowadays, all of the information is already in priced into the stock market, right? It's because of technology, it's made it more efficient. Yeah, it's instantly adapted to what the new information is. Me, me snapping my fingers there was like new information being updated into the marketplace. And it, it doesn't even need to take place during the time that the market is open anymore because of like after hours trading and 24 hour news cycles and like information is just automatically instantly updated into the system. Um, now I think where this, like we can take a, a little bit of a turn and, and have a little bit of a conversation is when we talk about investing versus disinvesting mm, yep. or accumulation versus spending in retirement. If we have the time to wait for the market to come back and recover that 15 years that I was talking about. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. However, if we're spending money in retirement, it matters and it matters a lot. Yeah. When it comes to strategy, right? It's important in both the accumulation and the distribution side of, of the bell curve. If you're looking at from the standpoint of when we're going up, that's the accumulation side. When we're coming back down the mountain, as we've uh, expressed in previous episodes, right? That's the distribution side and the distribution side. Like you can't, if you make a wrong decision in the distribution side, you can't go back and make up that wrong decision because you're taking money from the assets, right? And the accumulation side, you're still building the wealth. You can, in theory, make up some of it or maybe all of it that you're on track for, depending on savings habits and all that kind of stuff. But when you're no longer saving money and you're distributing those money to you, now it's a whole different ball game when you take it out, take money out and the market's down 22%. 
Yeah, you've got time on your side. You can choose to work a little bit longer and allow the market to come back. You can choose to put more dollars into the market and allow it to work harder for you over whatever time you have left before you get to to disinvesting or decumulation or, or retirement or wherever you want to call it. Um, when you're in retirement, those dollars are gone. They're never coming back to the balance sheet. And it doesn't matter what you do, like they're just gone, at least for like the vast majority of us. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I don't know too many like 85 year olds that go back to work or that choose or want to. Um, so it, it's not like the, the, the choices that we have once we have retired just are dramatically smaller. Yeah. And this, I mean, either way, right. This is why it's so vital to have someone in your corner to talk to you about like, I mean, let's just face it. The media loves, I mean, we've been talking about a recession now for, I mean, it feels like three years. I know it hasn't been. That's a little sarcasm in that that number. But um, th- that's what they've been jamming down our throats. And yet when we look at the stock market this year, it's up, right? It, so did well, we have a recession? Didn't we have a recession? Depends on your definition. And that's not the point of today's episode. The fact of the matter is, is we can't predict what's going to happen. If we could predict what's going to happen, like investing would be a lot simpler um, and if anyone could do it consistently, you know, this is my running joke. There'd be a statue of them on Wall Street, not the bull. And with with technology, bring technology back into it, it's even harder to, quote unquote, beat the market, time the market, chase the market, whatever that is, because all knowable information is already put into the value of the price of the stock or the market. Yeah. So takeaways here alex let's let's give the let's give everyone three takeaways from today's episode i would say that the first one is that we need to have a different plan for accumulating assets than decumulating or divesting or in or disinvesting uh, spending money in retirement those have to be dramatically different plans accumulation easy distribution significantly more challenging and there needs to be more rigor and testing done for your plan as we get closer to retirement. The more that you do ahead of time to prepare for like what that's going to look like, the more choices and the easier it's going to be, which is one of the reasons why you and I spend so much time talking to like 35 to 45 year olds about disinvesting or what their retirement income distribution plan is, is because if we have the conversations when they're 35 to 45, they've got a whole heck of a lot more choice when they get to 55 to 65. Yeah. So strategies is, is a key piece. Number two, which kind of goes along with that, but it's more of like truly understanding how and why you're investing, right? What's the purpose behind it? That's in looking at the entire balance sheet, not just that one account. Yeah. Right. So that's number two. And then number three is, I would say, have someone you can talk to, right? Someone that actually understands what's going on, not some person that thinks that they know what's going on. Or actually, I'll take it one step further, has actually proven that they're financially successful to you. Not that they're driving a Ferrari, but they actually have a balance sheet worthy of having type that type of conversation with you. They've done this before. They've helped people do this before. They've been through it. They understand like what it looks like. I mean, essentially what you're talking about, is, like is the comparisons between finance and like fitness coaching, 
are incredible. You need somebody to be there to hold your hand and prevent you from doing the silly things like eating an entire pizza on a Friday night or following pizza with a bucket of ice cream or whatever else that we do. Yeah. Like we all know we're not supposed to do it, but it's the, 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 it's having somebody to hold us accountable in whatever manner that works for us. Yep. That, it, that helps it, us it's get huge. There. It's huge. So if you haven't gone to beerandmoney.net, head over to beerandmoney.net and go up to the top and hit the contact us. I'd love to hear the, the question of the day for you. I'd love to hear from everyone. When you hear the phrase, it's different this time, what pops in your head? What what does that mean to you? Look, we started this this podcast to help you think differently about your money, hopefully take actionable steps around your money so that you can live your life the way that you want, right? Alex and I are both parents, right? We're, we're business owners, we're spouses. And the fact of the matter is, is one of the, the, one of the stresses we don't, we personally don't want to have as well as what we help other people not have is stress over money. And if you don't have stress over money, how much more time are you spending with your family and not just actually being there with your family, but present with your family. Yeah. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives at the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License number 153-19412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924, Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699, CA Insurance License Number 0H24806, Pinpoint Number 2023-157167, Expiration June 2025.